0: This is Biz. I'm a stay at home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, the power of negative thinking. Plus, Biz again feels cheated by TV. Teresa fails to find the fun in four. And we talked to sexuality educator and author Corey Silverberg about his new children's book, Sex is a Funny Word.
1: Woo!
0: How are you, Teresa?
1: Uh I'm a little better than I was last week. <laughs> <laughs> um i I'm still sick, yeah, I mean this, this is just it goes lingering. on forever, yeah mm-hmm. but I'm okay. <laughs> Should we start by just saying, guys, the max Fund drive is over, oh my God, you guys knocked it out of the park. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much, so much. uh, we're just really grateful to you guys. It's so nice to come in here every week and make the show knowing that you guys are making it happen mm-hmm. and and it's just we're not alone in this.
0: That's right, and we get to keep doing this and bringing such insightful joys to you. So, just today's topic: <laughs> Biz having a total meltdown about using the word "no," but let's save that for later. Let's save it for later. Uh, so
1: the other, so the other thing, the other non-max Fun drive thing that I want to talk yeah. about is: so a couple weeks ago, I was being all cute and talking about how cute my four-year-old is. I think
0: you were. I think we said you were finding the fun in four.
1: Yeah, and it was true, uh, and it still is true. none of that stuff has gone away. but we just had a really hard weekend. I don't know if it was because he had been off school all week because mm. he'd been sick or the fact that my mom came to town. It's always different when a grandparent is around or the fact that it was Easter and he was like hopped up on every type of sugar. Um, but he had such a hard day yesterday, mm. and I will say I had such a hard day with him and I just I really I needed to come here and like talk about it just a little bit just because it was one of those things where I had to really like pull myself out of mm. it and go like this is that thing that all parents know about right this is that thing that seems so crazy and so hard that it has the power to make you feel like a failure
0: Mm. You know what I mean? Is it just trying to feed your kid? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's
1: I mean, he was Is just... It
0: waking up? It was know. It was
1: one of those days yeah. where like anytime there was a transition that, oh. of any kind that had to happen or he wasn't getting the thing that he was demanding, he would lose his mind. He would just Ooh. have a tantrum. And one of those tantrums happened in the parking lot at his swim lesson, which I had worked so hard to get him to and he had missed the weekend before because he had been sick. And... It was it was a crazy tantrum. It was just crazy. And we haven't had a public tantrum like in a really long time anyway. Four yeah. and a half, you know. Um and it was it was crazy. It was totally out of control and I cried.
0: Oh, wow. You know? Yeah.
1: And it was you know, it ended up actually weirdly being okay and being fine, but like After it was over, I was like texting Jesse about what happened and I was shaking. I was Mm. still shaking. And he was, Simon was fully recovered. He was having his swim lesson. He was happy. Right. He was having a great time. But I was still like, and I was okay, but I was shaking. Yeah. And it was like. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I actually, it made me think about you, Biz, and, like, all our listeners, all of you guys, and, like, the calls that we get and, you know, the stuff on the Facebook group. And, like, it was such a comfort, actually, to think of all of you guys. Having breakdowns
0: in some parking lot somewhere. We've all been there. Because, yes, yes, it
1: really helped, like, lighten lighten it. You know, like, it helped me just go, yeah, this was just that. This is what that was. Right. And we did it. We
0: got through it. And... You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. That, like, where it's so intense and it's almost... Unfair if I was going to be a toddler myself. Uh-huh. It's unfair that the kids can sometimes get over it so yeah. easily, and you just feel like you've gotten hit by a truck. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or I felt or you like you've been hit by a yeah, truck, or you just I jumped out of the way of a truck. Yes. You know what I mean? Like your yes. adrenaline's going. I was like and, sore. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, sore. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally. just emotionally and physically depleting. And then like sometimes it doesn't even hit you until like seven o'clock at night, and you're like, why am I so tired and fried? Yeah. yeah. Oh, because. What only happened four hours ago that now seems two weeks ago? Yeah, was so fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. I'm sorry. That's Thank like, you. and you, and like on top of it, you've been sick. Yeah. And I got to tell you, when you said all the three things that may have led up to it, all of those things led up to right? it. right, like yeah. that being all, all of it sick together. all week. Yeah. that alone mm-hmm. is enough to set you and Simon at, at, at like not at a good place right, totally. to start off for anything totally fucking sick days fucking ah, i'm yeah. sorry i'm sorry well it sounds like you did a good job thank you yeah yeah that yeah. sucks thanks um, how are you i'm fine i am over being sick despite how wonderful my voice sounds <laughs> guys you guys <laughs> after last week's show blow oh, no. my voice just went <laughs> totally gone <laughs> um <clears throat> big blowout but uh i'm okay so... did you do like silent parenting for a few days no i just squawked at my children like a <laughs> just like horrible it's so hard Hor- it was hard it horrible. happens to me all the time And there were times so i literally hard. had to be like guys i can't actually keep talking to you yeah i, I have to stop Talking. Yeah. And you can't write notes to yeah, a friend. No, yeah. <laughs> so, uh anyway, so it was a very long weekend, oh. Easter weekend. Uh Easter's
2: a really oh. weird holiday. It guys. really is it was a
0: lot of work and I got to tell you, none of it feels rewarding. <laughs>
1: I mean, like at all, well, especially if you're not religious cuz you don't Well, right. If have I if I got the, like, something meaningful but even for spiritual... people who
0: are That is a lot of work Easter morning. You got to get to church. There is so much clothing. I mean, it's like even nicer than the normal clothing you have to put your kid in to go to church. I remember getting crammed into all that stuff and going to Easter Mass, which was always long. It's long. Oh
1: God!
0: And then you're like the "Uh, family stuff and oh so much. And when the hiding eggs and shit and like I anyway, not the point. The point of my (laughs) discussion was I was having one of the Katie Bell Ellis had fallen asleep in the car and Stefan was sitting out in the car you Uh know and so katie bell and i were inside and she was making me pretty much insane and i was just like she's like can we watch something can we watch something i was like fine Uh but we're gonna watch something i want to watch too so i'm gonna show you the brady bunch Uh right so we pull up the brady bunch and we're watching like an early episode of the brady bunch Uh and i'm watching like carol brady like walking through that fucking house cleaning shit right Uh we like really she's like a little pot. she's like i'm gonna water this plant I'm going to... I'm like, well, you got, like, six kids in this house right, right now. And, like, and you have Alice. I mean, six kids. You need the housekeeper, all right? Yeah. <laughs> you, need some, you need this help. Yeah. All about it. But, like, I was just, like... And all the kids were, like, kind of, like, totally taken care of. And I was like, why is... This is my expectation yeah. of what family life and parenting is supposed to be. Just, like, the Leave it to Beaver thing I went through. Yeah. And I find such comfort in watching it, because that's what my life is supposed to be. Huh. And I was like, oh... Again, show me the television yeah. show where there's a toddler in the house. Yeah. The youngest kid is like clearly in first. She's reading. Right. Cindy's reading in this episode. She still has a list. She can't be that old. Right. She's still like her underpants are still hanging out of her fucking dress. Right. The whole time. But yeah. like, I'm like, that is inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But so maybe six, seven. I don't remember. I don't either. Yeah. I a don't kid. know. Problem but kid. either way, yeah. no one needs a parent. Except to occasionally right. swoop in. I'm like, there's But that's so- also
1: TV. I, mean, I know. Stefan's nobody, like, that's like, nobody <laughs> makes TV shows of actual parenting because that would be
0: boring as all shit. I, like- well, yes, I know. And so, anyway, but I was just like, I was like getting like angry as we're sitting there. I'm like, I want that. That is what I thought I was getting into. there's <laughs> nothing like that. A plant. Just watering a plant. Just I'll wearing a fucking nice wear a beautiful dress. Yeah. Watering, watering and a plant. Being totally tuned into my kids' needs, solving those problems, and having a hilarious Alice around. Yeah. Like, feeding... Like, they were like... Cindy had, like, a problem, and Alice was talking to her, and to, like, break some bad news to her, she's just like, that kid's just eating a fucking piece of cake. Like, a uh-huh. big slice of cake. Yep. Which then led me into, like, when am I supposed to be feeding my kids' cake? Do, yeah. do they get cake just randomly, like, at any time of I day? I feel like
1: there's lots of stuff from, like, 20, 30 years ago where kids got cake all, all the, the time. regular. Like, there's so many... Like bedtime stories, Yeah, where like uh, people, bedtime for Francis and well, there's uh there's also uh, little bears says bedtime. goodnight or whatever, yeah, where there's, the father's yeah, the father carrying them around the and he just eats a giant piece, piece of, cake of cake before at bedtime, bed. A chocolate piece yeah, huge a cake. Yeah. That was like a thing. Yeah. And people had cakes around. Yeah, like, they just they had just cakes be like,
0: around let's all make the time. A cake. I'm always having a well, I guess if you don't have to take care of your children and you happen to be home all day, yeah, why not make cakes? Yeah, I guess. Anyway, I think this remotely ties into what we're talking about today, which is when trying to set boundaries for your children turns into non stop saying no for no good reason oh, at yeah. your children. Mm-hmm.
1: Please take a moment to remember if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about
0: other moms, we're talking about you. If you were married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you.
1: Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting.
0: Miss and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, yeah, I, I really, I gotta tell you, I cannot remember if we have actually done a whole show on just saying no to your yeah. child.
1: And neither of us bothered to look. at Neither of us bothered so to guys look, guys. Sorry.
0: <laughs> look it up. Somebody it. tell us. Somebody <laughs> tell us. But if you're like us and you're a parent. It's probably probably going to sound new all again. but So I thought it'd be fair just to recap, I think, some of our stances on the no thing. Sure. Before we get into what I'm really bringing to the table today. Let's not reinvent the wheel. No. Let's start with what we know. Correct. So... I am totally okay saying no to my kids. I do not fall into the camp of, I'm never going, when Katie Bell was born, there seemed to be a wave of, and she's six now, it's so about six years ago, there was a wave of articles going around to make you feel like shit, like the, the feel like shit du jour of the time on the internet was never say no to your children, yeah. Don't right? Say no. Don't yeah. say no, ever. Uh, and I just Had to move on. I was absolutely going to say no to my kids in a healthy, positive way. (laughs) All right. Do you? Are you okay? Are you pro no? I'm okay
1: with no. I don't have. I don't have like. I I think there's also there's a there's a camp of people also who are not in that like I'll never say no to my kids as a stance, but just have a hard time saying no, which I understand. Like it's really hard to like not let your kid have something that they want or to say no to them and set limits. I think that is another camp that yes. is a, an, a place that I understand. Right. I'm not generally in that situation, but I totally get it. You know? <laughs> Right.
0: Yeah. I am so not in that camp right now, yeah. which is, again, what we're going to hit. But, okay. yes, I, I agree. There's yeah. also the camp of I can't say no to my kids. Yeah. And you have to figure out ways how to do that. Yeah. There's also what I think we all kind of strive for is the Alternatives to saying no, which I think are pretty healthy, despite all the articles always sure. starting off with 10 things you should never say no to your kid, right. or 10 things you're ruining your kid by saying, yeah. fuck you, internet. But like, where you're like, instead of saying, no, don't hit your sister, yeah. you're like, hands yeah. are for hugging, not hitting, yeah. right? Let's or whatever. like, yeah, you know, food is for thro- eating. Does she like that? Yeah, no, food is no, for eating, like not like, throwing. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. There's Different of, ways yeah. to say it. Yeah, uh, We're all doing great. Okay, Uh, so I feel like that—and then Stefan and I in particular, and I know we've talked about this before. uh, Stefan and I, uh, when Kate Bell started getting older, we suddenly realized that we needed to take her nose more seriously, which I think is a Uh camp we never— talk about sometimes right. in parenting. Yeah. But like, they'd be wrestling or like tickling or playing and I'd be in the other room and I'd hear her say no and he'd keep going because uh-huh. it was becoming a game yeah. and it just was like Trigger. Trigger for biz. <laughs> and like, I can't, but, like, it, but it wasn't a trigger I was prepared for. Right, it was like right. one of those like yeah. some doctor at some point told me, once you have kids, be prepared yeah. for a lot of triggers, rape victim. I yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'll be fine. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, uh, I, we had to really work on like us. Yeah. If she said no in a game, we'd stop. Yeah. And a lot of times, she'd be like, "I no, keep playing." And we'd be yeah. like, "Then you can't say no. Yeah. No has to mean no." Yeah. So basically, working on consent yeah. Right. early.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so so that's those are that's the whole world of no yeah. that we understand exists as parents. Yep. I think they're all reasonable. Sure. What I am having a problem with at the moment, I'm going to come to Sage Teresa in hopes oh that, that she, can, right. she can drop some knowledge bombs on me, or not, or at least <laughs> just do, admit that she does what I do. No, right no. Like, ah! I have found myself just, like, saying no uh-huh. so much recently, and I feel like it's been gradual. Like, I, 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 I am pretty sure that 70% of what I say no to these days is completely irrelevant. It's like one of those things, like, garlic. how you doing? Fine, how are you? No one's actually uh-huh. asking. You're not like, got. hey, how's your baby? You pregnant? I mean, like all the, you uh-huh. know, like how you can't stop shit from coming out of your mouth <laughs> where it just pours out. That's where I am with no. Uh-huh. And I kind of- So kinda, you just say no impulsively or, impulsively or reflexively? reflexively, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like sometimes- uh. It's because my children just cannot do anything without asking me. Right. Right? Yeah. So, and I'll be, like, busy doing something. Or even if we're playing, they'll be like, hey, can I uh, change pants? No. Why did I just say no? Why? Yeah. Or, like, I'll see them walk. Sometimes I say no. Uh Uh-huh. And they're not even doing anything. They're just, like, walking through the house. Uh And I see them about to, like, go near something Uh that I'm pretty sure they're probably going to touch. Uh-huh. Not that it affects me, affects the house, or affects anything. But I'm like, no, don't even think about touching the thing. Right? Like, <laughs> like i just yeah. like, no, no yeah. Play Doh. No, yeah. you can't have a snack. No, no. you can't. Yeah. D- no, don't sit yeah. in the car. Co- no, don't touch that. No, not with your hair. No, no, I'm not putting your hair in a ponytail right now. No. And I'll catch myself if I'm even being slightly present. Uh-huh. I'll realize, like, we were outside playing this weekend. I just was like, it was just like a no machine. Uh And I turned to Stefan and I was like, I don't even know why this is coming out of my, like my mouth. And I'm not even sure he's aware it's coming out. When I, a million years ago when I used to smoke, people actually would say to me, I didn't even realize you were smoking. I'm so used to seeing you with a cigarette in your hand, right? So I don't think people that I or even Stefan is aware anymore of how much I'm saying No. And I just need to get to the bottom of it.
1: Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you ever go like, Actually, guys, sorry. I know I just okay. said no, but I'm realizing I was thinking about something else. This is totally fine for you. Do you ever, like, yes, go backtrack? Yes, sometimes like, I okay. did.
0: Yes, because a million years ago I read some article. It wasn't even an article. some woman's blog. Yeah. And I, she did this great thing about, like, it's okay to change your, yeah, yeah. your mind Yeah, when you, like, a lot of times you'll say yeah. no, and then you're like, oh, actually, it's totally okay yeah. if you eat something. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Why not? It's totally okay yeah. if you go play quietly in your room. Yeah. I don't know why I just told you no. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, so I, I have put that into my like lexicon of thinking. Right. Yeah. So sometimes instinctively yeah. that will come. Oh, actually, it's totally fine.
1: Yeah. Nice. That I feel like that's major because that's major. Okay. So I have some thoughts about what's okay. going on with you, but first I just have to preface it by saying um, I think I've said this on the show a while back, but. Um, one of the only pieces of advice that our pediatrician ever gave mm. me about, like, um, child, like, discipline or whatever yeah. was, like, um, parents always say, like, my kid doesn't listen to me. He doesn't listen to me. But he does he does actually listen. And what he hears is that if he keeps saying, asking for the same thing over and over again, right. you'll change your answer. And so oh, he is listening right. keenly. He's just, he knows that sometimes if I keep pushing and pushing and pushing, the I'll answer will change. Right. And so he just said, like, my one piece of advice is, once you say no, just mm-hmm. stick with it, and then they'll stop asking because they'll know no means no, basically. Right. Um. And like that was actually super helpful, and I feel like in general that's my mental guideline. But I have been where you've been, which is not that you right? It, which well, is... but it's so I think it's actually different because at yes. first I used to go, well, I've said no, I'm now I'm fucked. But what I realized is like unless your kid. Unless you're reacting to your kid throwing a huge temper tantrum about it and you're like, OK, never mind, because of what you've done, right. I will change my mind. I think that's really different from saying, um, whoa, I just said no to this, but I'll, I'll, let me tell you my rationale for what I'm actually changing my mind because of this specific reason. Like, right. I really think those are different. So I wanted to start out by saying that and also
0: that, that's awesome that you're doing that. Oh, like, okay, yes, thank you. Because what, I, what, because you're right, I am all about the camp of like, no, you yeah. can't have another cupcake, and that's a no, yeah, like that's a, I've said it, yeah, I'm sticking to it, yeah, right, that's not a problem, yeah, or we have to get somewhere, so no, we can't play one more game, it's time right. to go, yeah, totally fine, yeah. I'm also okay with the like rational no's of like you Know, no, you can't use my makeup, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, or, or, no, if I walk in and find you jumping on the bed, no, you can't jump on the bed, yeah, right? Yeah, but those aren't the things I say no ones. to, right? right? I just want to be clear for our listeners, for sure. I want to be very clear, yes, that's not the camp. I am. Not I'm like, to. are you breathing? No, you need yeah. to stop breathing. No, you need, I mean, like, mine's like, did you just stop walking and bend down to pick something? No, stop, just stop. All right. So here's <laughs> what I here's what it actually makes me think about. Okay, you're gonna
1: maybe not like this. Um, okay, this is what I think it actually is. Okay, okay. because I I do it too, mm-hmm. and I I actually think that it's this is one of our toddler brain things because mm. um, Oscar does the same thing to me all the time. Oscar um, is too. Um, he will. I'll offer him something, and he'll just say no reflexively. Yeah. But then he'll think about it, and then he'll go, oh, yes, actually, yes, and he'll go for it right. because it's actually something he wants. I'm offering him milk or something. Right. It. I really think it's a control thing. It's something mm. where somebody else comes in, to your picture of what's happening, right, and does something you just didn't anticipate or didn't expect, and your initial reaction is, "Stop it! Yeah, that's not my. I yes. didn't suggest that. That's right. not the thing I suggested. That's something someone else is bringing to the picture. No, right. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Like I'm not. You no, know what I mean? Thank you. No. Like, th- thank you. For real. It's right. Like, and I like I and the reason I feel okay saying this to you is because. I... I do it too. Well, no, like, it makes I total think, sense. But it really is. It's I like think you're, right. you're ju- but then as soon as you do it, then you go like, well, actually, I have no problem with that. But it's that it's that con- our our desire to control the space, mm. control what's happening, anybody else throwing a wrench into something, even if it turns out they're not throwing a wrench right. in, they're just adding to the whatever is going on <laughs> in a positive what? way maybe like or it's I just not what you expected it's it's an initial like shutdown reaction of like just stop doing that because that wasn't right what i wanted yeah or i was not I children in my
0: house everybody yeah. die. <laughs> because like a lot of times I, I then cycles into this feeling of guilt for me it plays like into this really like like I'll then be up at night. Oh no
3: like like this.
0: On not all the time, guys, but like <laughs> on like after a really long weekend where I've yeah. been like the no queen. Yeah. Where I'm like, like sometimes a lot of it's like Katie Bell, who again is six. Yeah. And is I want her to be independent. Uh-huh. I want her to make her own peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. I want her to get her own snacks and food. Yeah. I want her to clean her own dishes and put them in the dishwasher and to do like all these things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I will know her. T- I'll just get it. No, no, yeah, no. Get yeah. what are you doing in the cabinet? No, and you're right. Don't you think that's yeah. Control? No, and you're right. Yeah. It's some weird control thing. Yeah, and I hate it <laughs> because. I'm like, part of me is like, am I stunting? You're like sabotaging. I'm sabotaging the the natural as well as like her I am all about like I mean, like part of my brain's like, I'm gonna raise my children in the forest. Forest school guys. (laughs) You just like look at those kids like milking sheep at like milking sheep. Milking cows at like, you know, three and like feeding chickens. Like you see that shit on the internet and you're like, why is that not my life? I want my kids to be like totally cool around animals like barn animals or whatever like do it you see these things and you know it's because kids have been given this and in my brain this is how it plays out guys yeah i see it and it's because they're doing million things that i'm not doing right yeah um and i'm also but i'm also a big believer in like i'm not gonna force my kid down a slide to teach him to go down the slide if they're not right. ready totally. right so it's right. like this weird balance of i want my kids to do all that like you know, exploring and learning through mistakes and, like, touching and making messes and, like, yeah. fixing their own food, even though that, like, it's still, like, not going to be right yet, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, but I'm, it's going against. It's going against. It's going against yeah. what my yeah. brain is is yeah. allowing to happen. Yeah. And, like, I, I, so I know that some of it is giving up. I mean, I'm, my house is always trashed at the end of the day. Yeah what's one more giant mess in the middle of uh, it? No, and all- I mean,
1: but I'm sympathetic to that. Right. I mean, that is hard. That is really hard. And I don't think, I don't think maybe it's helpful to look at it as like needing to let go on this one. It's more like, almost like you need to, if you want this, mm-hmm. give yourself like one a day where right. you like force yourself to fight that instinct and like do it the opposite way from what you're body and mind right. and instincts are telling. Do you know what I mean? It's, not, it's I know. not just like a relax, let it go thing. No. This is like really fucking hard. This is the opposite is. of what you
0: are naturally wanting to do. And I think there's some, and you're, you often talk about the deep maternal instinct. Yeah. That like, you know, that I don't know, I, I don't think I blow it off, but I don't think about it. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. yeah. But I think this plays into totally. the like, I need to keep them safe. Yeah. And if I just keep yelling yeah. no at them all the time, yeah. then, you know, I mean, because part of me's like, I used to jump on the bed. Right. What's the fucking wrong As long I as know. I don't know, kids, stop know. fucking asking stop me. Stop asking me. Uh, That's the lesson I've been trying to teach them since so March. True. Stop I asking. Know. Just go to your room. We will deal. Ask forgiveness today, tomorrow. What you didn't want to ask permission for today, however that fucking saying goes. Like, let's get on oh, because I, so know gotta yeah. from, from I know they've got to learn from stuff, from the accidents and from the whatever. And like, are they gonna die? Probably yeah. not. They might lose a tooth. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. so it's. But, I know that part of that instinct is also like. I don't want the distraction. I don't want them to be hurt. Yeah. I don't want I also don't wanna deal with it. Yeah. I mean that's the big selfish yeah. takeaway right there. I'm gonna fucking deal with it. Because when you're with your kids I don't, I don't think it matters how much time you're with them. Yeah. You live with them. Yeah. So even if you're only with them in the mornings and in the evenings yeah. or if you're with them all day, <laughs> it does. I don't think that plays into, like, the degree of this. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. either way, we're all adults and we get tired and whatever, like, things that we're trying to do. As well yeah. as kids, because that is a bullshit myth that if you are at home, you are focusing on your children 100% of the time. You yeah, know what I no. mean? Like, and no. it's the same thing as, like, the bullshit truth that if you work, you're totally refreshed, walking in the door, ready to deal with your children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. So, like... I there. I think there is this place where, and I'm so scared. It's never going to get better. It's only going to get worse as we spend more and more time with our children forever. Yeah. The like part of that. No, no, no. Yeah. Is totally me instinctually being like, oh, I just want quiet. Yeah. I just want. I don't want to see anybody. I know. I just want to. Oh. Yeah. Stop doing the stuff. Yeah. Right? Totally. But
1: I think. Well, I think. A couple things. Thing number one, I really think that, like, teaching our kids to do stuff for themselves rather than just doing it for them is always way harder. Uh, and, like, we so need to acknowledge hard. that. Giving them the opportunity to learn. It is really important, but it's fucking exhausting. It I mean, is. It's like potty training is a perfect example. Mm. It is way easier to change a diaper than <laughs> deal with potty training. <laughs> it is way easier. Yeah. I mean, once they're potty trained, sure, that's easy. But like getting through, I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's, and that's one example, but there's millions of things about being a human in Mm -hmm. the world that we have to deal with with our kids (laughs) for that. So that I feel like we should acknowledge. Also, don't you think that your kids are going to figure out That if they start, that if they do stuff, they are going to figure this out. They're smart enough to figure out, if I just do this, I can do it. If I go and bother mama about it, I'm not going to be able to do it. Am I setting them up for, like,
0: being sneaky?
1: No, but not being (laughs) sneaky. Just doing it a different like doing it the right. way, almost that you kind of prefer them to do it like and, you kind of um, just don't want to be it's that fine line between you know pre
0: kids mentality of i want my children to do all the things that i did Yes yeah. because it made me all right yeah and the but maybe my kids aren't me and uh-huh. th- they don't know better and they're not ready to oh, like you know yeah. you know like that weird place yeah. of like i mean no matter how much we wanted to be like it used to be yeah uh once I can't always come yeah. to peace with it. Right. So like I but you're right. There is this like I I want them to like I'm almost like but then one day I'll just be watering a plant. <laughs> And no one will be asking me, and I'll just oh, wait. Man. I'll just wait to hear the thud of the body fall oh. off the bed, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Or the bookshelf to fall, or like whatever. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> speaking of that, you could do whatever. Katie Bell was like, was going through another one of her engineering things, uh-huh. and she was like, "I need uh, some sort of elastic cording, and I need uh, like a tack." Uh huh. And like I, I was like. That okay, just so, you know, like, okay just so you know, but does he know attack's not gonna hold you if you're trying yeah. to like
1: hang from something hang the from something.
0: Yeah. Or I need something better. Okay, no. your ceiling, yeah. our know what our ceiling is. I mean I could suddenly turn this thing of like, I want you to go and yeah. be inventive. Right. But you can't be inventive right. hanging from Those the ceiling. And then I so then I was like, why don't you somehow tie it to a tray? Right? And like I actually mm. showed her a way to loop it around so it'd be oh, nice. like fairly safe. And then I That's walked nice. away, good, but in my head, I was like, and this is where we break our face, uh, right, you know, know what I mean, okay. like, yeah. but uh, so I felt like that was okay, but it was definitely one of those, I think part of not saying no, yeah, the crazy nose, not the like reasonable nose, the crazy nose, to stop it somehow feels like I'm letting go of my responsibility uh-huh. of taking right. care of them yeah the
1: hypervigilance right the hypervigilance
0: yeah. and yeah. i don't even like being hypervigilant I know. it's just, again i know a lot of the time chemical it's just chemicals just yeah. pouring out of my yeah. mouth
1: be nice to yourself man you're doing a great job you're totally aware of it do you I know i'm aware mean? of it that's i mean what else can you do like you can yeah. try you can be aware of it right you can think about it and you can put some effort in you're doing great <laughs> you're doing it you're totally
0: I'm doing totally it. doing it until my ceiling caves in from Katie Bell's bounce house that she tried to build in her room. Simon said today
1: that he wanted to build his own snowmobile. Even though we don't live near snow, Mom, I know that I won't be able to use it that much, but I want to build my own. And I was like, okay.
0: Go for it. Good thing I've set up a lifetime of you knowing I can't help you with right. that. <laughs> Great. But Mama's gonna say No. <laughs>
2: You guys, I'm so excited to introduce to you my new baby, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. This is gonna be a really fun look at things that I find curious, whether it's a menstrual cup, it might be the Romanov family, it might be fracking, it could be Carly Fiorina. I don't even know, who knows? It's gonna be whatever I think is interesting. I can't wait to bring it to you guys. We're going to be bringing in content experts. I'm going to be learning the things. It's only going to take about 30 minutes for you to expand your baby brains with me and have a super fun time. So I can't wait to see you on our first episode of Getting Curious.
1: Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485.
0: Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius.
1: Okay. So, uh, Oscar, well, how did I even figure this out? I put okay I don't even remember how I figured this out but I decided to put like a big like a queen size fitted sheet over the side of Oscar's crib Mm. so like it's hooked over the corners of the crib at the top but then I put Oscar into the sheet so it goes down into the bed Mm. and then like a bunch of toys and so he used his bed for playtime but it like felt different from being in his normal like i was like a a little parachute it was like a little yeah yeah yeah. and um and what was cool about it was it it seemed like fun and different and cool to him so he was like willing to play there which you know he's two he's not like at the age where you can like get him to play in a playpen you know right but he was happy to play there and then what was really nice about it is that once we were done i lifted him out and then instead of having to like pick out all the toys out of his crib I just pulled up the sheet and pulled it out because you know like bending yeah. over the crib yeah, is stakes. kind of yeah. yeah um so I don't know it was like kind of like a weird thing but it was really fun nice. and easy and I'll probably do it again good job yeah thanks
0: uh Ellis this says no to me all the time about food like we're hitting this like weird phase where I'm like it's I mean, he's, it doesn't matter if it's his favorite thing in the right. world. No. Again, control. <laughs> control. <laughs> and is an, but a lot of times he's like super blase about it. Like, no. no. Oh my gosh. No. I'm like, uh. do you want grilled cheese? No. Do you want meatballs with ketchup? No. Do you want something else with ketchup? No. Do you want, no. I mean, it's like no. Oh I mean, it's got God. ketchup, guys. It's all different stuff. Anyway, I bought these uh, meatballs, like, Teriyaki, pineapple meatballs. Ooh. Yeah. They sound really good. I'm like, this is something my kids would eat. Uh-huh. Mix it up. Uh-huh. Get them interested in teriyaki. Yeah. Are kids supposed to fucking like teriyaki? Who doesn't? Who doesn't like teriyaki? Uh, my... my <laughs> Your kids. My kids. <laughs> Who doesn't like mashed potatoes? My kids. Who doesn't like... You know. Anyway. Uh, so, I'm home with Ellis. I guess it was Friday. And... I'm like, I'm giving this kid fucking meatballs. Yeah. He's going to try these fucking meatballs. Yeah. I don't give a shit. So yeah. I pull out my old school genius of, I'm going to put a bunch of stuff in a muffin tin yep. and we're going to walk around with toothpicks yeah. and like like an hors d'oeuvre party. Yeah. So it's in pineapple, grapes, and some of these meatballs cut nice. up. He immediately eats the grapes. Okay. Uh, he No, no thank you to everything else. Yeah. So... I break my own rules of, like, food going into Katie Bell's room because he wants to go play dress oh, up. Oh, yeah. But I take it in the tray, uh-huh. and he's playing dress up, and he's in a little doctor outfit. And I'm like, oh, the doctor must be hungry. You need to eat your doctor food. Yeah. What's the doctor going to eat? And he just reaches in and takes that fucking meatball. There you go. So I just kept saying Bam. stuff like, yeah. doctor needs more food. Yeah. You need more yeah. doctor food. And he ate them all. And then that Amazing. night at dinner, <laughs> that night at dinner, he was like, no, thank you to, like, the barbecue yeah. chicken. that Like, leftover barbecue chicken. Yeah. And I was like... You know, are you a firefighter? What does the firefighter need to eat? I ate that fucking chicken. I was like, that is so dumb. Good job. So dumb. So good, though. I was just like, can't keep this up. (laughs) I love it.
4: I love it so much. Good job. Thank you. Hi, I'm calling with a genius. I figured out that if I stash my candies in an empty breast milk storage bag... Uh, the bag that they come in. It's opaque. You can't see through it. Uh nobody fucks with them. It's awesome. Because no one else is getting into the breast milk storage bags but me. So anyway, I thought
5: you should
0: hear about. Uh, maybe it can help somebody else. Bye. She's what? just hiding her candy in breast milk bags. You, gotta hide, you gotta hide your candy guys. You don't wanna wind up being like me eating shit in the closet. <laughs> No. Just trying to eat it. Where no one can see it. opening can the fridge the and
1: hiding behind the fridge door and <laughs> scarfing it right there. <laughs> and popping your head back up like nothing happened. None
0: of us clearly do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, we're moms, trying to... Mommy, it smells like chocolate. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. not
1: know.
0: Right. <laughs> so, good job. Good job. Good job. I totally I, you could just convince people you were breastfeeding for the rest of your life. Yep. That's it. Failures. Teresa, fail me.
1: Fail, 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 fail!
0: You suck. We
1: have, like, this little portable DVD player, which we use sometimes uh, for the kids, and we bring it with us on car trips, Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't have, like, a holder for it at all, and, like, Oscar's rear facing and Simon is forward facing, and so like on our last, on our last two road trips, I was holding. I was Jesse drives. I was holding the fucking uh, DVD player like behind my head resting on the back of Oscar's car seat so that he could look through his mirror and see it and Simon could see it. And my arms got so fucking tired and it kept, like, getting knocked around. And, like, I kept, like, having to switch positions. (laughs) And it was, like, so ridiculous and so stupid. And I was, like, saying to Jesse, like, we need to get, like, a tablet with one of those, like, sleeves that goes over the back of the seat, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, should we buy a tablet? I don't know. No, no, (laughs) no. Went through this whole thing. Anyways, the other day I'm, like, clearing out some stuff in my office and I find... That some stuff that came with the DVD player uh. when we bought it, including you guys, a fucking <laughs> seat back holder right. for it, yeah, and a charge, a car charger. charger. I could literally <gasps> have been charged. which... Oh yeah, no, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so we've had that the entire. We've had that thing for like two years. Oh my god, it's probably gonna die soon yeah. just because those things don't last that long yeah, anyway. Yeah, but we've had
0: that. Wow, this
1: entire. Wow I know
0: Ah, That's the worst Yes Uh, Easter was this past weekend We had a mix of hard-boiled eggs Because you have to dye eggs Mm -hmm. Yep And a mix of plastic eggs Sure We did the same shit in Yep and then they—our uh, our story is the Easter Bunny—they don't see the plastic eggs in advance, uh-huh. but the, die, they're dying right, the they're eggs. Right, they're doing that, yeah. Uh, it was a total fucking chore. It is. Uh, fucking hate it. I made my mom do it. Uh, good. Genius. <laughs> uh, so She volunteered. I tell the kids, well, we're going to leave the eggs out because the Easter Bunny's going to use some of the eggs. And yeah. there's a lot of eggs. Yeah. Easter Bunny needs some help. Yeah. Easter Bunny's going to hide your eggs. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, great. Mm-hmm. Easter Bunny comes. Hides the eggs. That's great. We put them back in the carton. Katie loves hard-boiled eggs, right? Uh-huh. Put them back in the carton. Go about our day. Go to, like, a whole comic book convention mm-hmm. that day. I mean, there's like, this whole thing. We come home, and uh, those eggs have been sitting out, mm-hmm. like, yeah, all day. Like, millions of you guys, we, we just left. I'm sure lots of people have hard-boiled eggs that have been left out in the hot sun. Yeah. For an incredibly long time. And then uh, Stefan also found uh, one that hadn't been found out in Great. the yard as well. Perfect. So there's all, a lot of rotting eggs yeah. coming home to that. I think a lot of eggs get, get wasted, wasted around Easter. I
5: hate this. It's rough. Shit. It is rough. Yeah. It's rough. Calling in with a sale on the road with my family to visit some friends. Woke up 4:30 this morning by my beautiful five-month-old son who was wide awake. We had not packed anything, so that was fail number one. We finally got everything packed and into the car. We're on the road. We stopped for lunch, and my daughter's impatiently waiting for some milk. I happened to have some milk for my coffee, so while I was attempting to pour the milk into her kitty cup, I spilled it all over myself, all over my pants, all over my underwear, everything. Uh. I thought, well, this is not a problem because I'll just get my extra clothes out of the bag we're staying overnight with our friends, open up the bag, and discover, in my haste to pack all of the shit for my family, I forgot to pack for myself. I have pants, but I have no underwear. Awesome. Guess we will have to drive a little farther and maybe find a target. Yay,
0: Mom. <laughs> It's gonna be the commando that, mom. I gotta tell you, mom. I actually yeah. have nightmares. Yeah. Like, literal nightmares where yeah. I've gotten everybody, yeah. we're all wherever we are, yeah. and I have nothing. nothing. Yeah, like None nothing. Yeah. Not a thing. It could so easily happen. It really, it really could so easily happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally one of those like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Gonna happen. Yeah. You actually might as well just assume. It's going to happen to sure. you. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just be prepared for yeah. that. Just be prepared for the emotional crushing blow, of not having anything that you need on a trip. Well, you did. A, that's awful. Yeah, it sucks. That stinks. You are the
1: greatest mom I've ever known. I love
3: you. I love you.
0: When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Teresa? Yes. Let's call a parent. Great. Woohoo! This week, we are calling Corey Silverberg, who is a sexuality educator, author, public speaker, and was a founding member of the Come As You Are Cooperative. He received his Master's of Education from the Ontario Institute for Studies in Education, and he served as the Chair of Sexuality Educator Certification for the American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. And he teaches on topics including sex and disability, sex and technology, and pleasure, inclusion, and access across North America. He is currently writing a series of three books for children about sexuality, the first two being What Makes a Baby and Sex is a Funny Word, Welcome, Corey.
2: Thank you very much.
0: We are so happy to to have you. And it's so funny because last week we actually had on the show, so our listeners who are listening to us in order, um, (laughs) uh, last week we had uh, one of the co-producers of a documentary called uh, Sex Ed. It's the history of the films that they showed us all in Uh, sex education class. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so great. It is. (laughs) (laughs) What's. Terrifying is to watch the progression of of actually teaching some facts, despite uh, the whorish women who were having sex with these people. Uh, but at least there were facts about sex in it uh, all the way to now where uh, we're lucky if it's even fact based.
2: Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, it's it's a it's it's not a good situation when things seem to be getting worse, not better.
0: No, (laughs) we agree. That's that could be another mantra for our show and parenting. (laughs) Before we get into the books and uh, some of your expertise in this field, Mm -hmm. we always like to ask our guest who lives in your house. Oh, okay.
2: I like that question. Mm -hmm. Very nice question. Thank you. It's good to as an as an educator or particularly you know because I I'm queer and I do a lot of work in queer community um, to come up with interesting ways of asking the que- Usually <laughs> questions are like, like, I don't know, what's your wife's name? or what's Right, your right. Name?
0: right. Yeah. Well, we actually thought very hard about those questions at the beginning. Cause I was like, I don't know, maybe you got like a commune situation, which is yes, awesome is. too. Yeah. Whatever a, works for oh, you. Yeah.
2: And the nicest, the best way to start a conversation is with a question that's very open. That doesn't like, shut people down. Um, Right now, fewer people live in our house than, than usual. So I, I live with my partner, and we have an 18-month-old daughter. Um, oh, my uh, gosh. Yes, very cute. Her name is Sadie. She's lovely. Um, and uh, and that's it right now. We, so before about a year before Sadie was born, um, my dog passed away. Um, so we've, I have been without a dog for the first time in, in a long time. And it actually does, like... Um, Hart and I, we talked about this. That it does feel a bit weird to have so few people here. So right now, that's it. There's like three of us. And I don't know. Right now, there's a lot of Easter eggs. But, other- yeah. <laughs> I don't, but they're not alive anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's talk about the... I know you're planning on a three series in, in this series. But let's talk about the first two that are out sure. just a little bit. Tell us a little bit, uh, in a nutshell, if that's even possible, yeah. about yeah. the two books uh, that you have out right now.
2: Yeah. Well, so the first one was called What Makes a Baby, and it specifically deals with reproduction. So it helps parents tell, explain to their kids how a, ba- how a baby is made. This is, well, let me say it this way. Kids have two things that they usually want to know. They want to know how they were made. They mm-hmm. want to know how they were born. And they also want to know how everyone's born, how do humans get on the planet, right? They want to know the story about their own birth, how they came into the family. But then this other piece, which is about sex ed, it's reproduction. Right. So the book is written for sort of four to, four to six or four to seven-year-olds and it's um, and basically explains um, sort of like reproduction, gestation, and birth, but it does it in a way that is inclusive that works for anyone. So the big thing that it takes out is it takes it takes gender out where it's not needed. So instead of saying, you know, you grew in your mommy's tummy, it, we explain that 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 basically that you grew inside someone's tummy, but we don't we don't use the word mommy because we don't need to use the word mommy. So it's a book that works in this case for trans dads but it also is a book that works for single parents and a book that works for parents who've adopted because again all the books that were out there told one story. Right. And that one story was, you have a dad, and that's who you got your sperm from. You have a mom, and that's who you got your egg from. They love each other. They made an intentional plan to make to give birth to you, <laughs> which is not the case in about half, the, half of the time. Right. Yeah. So we're lying to our kids there. Um, and then you were born, and it was beautiful, and everything was perfect. Um, and this is just nobody's story. So even though I, I, kind of <laughs> wrote, this, I wrote this book for a particular trans family, it became the most funded book on Kickstarter when I, I, I used Kickstarter to crowdfund it because it was so needed. Um, and it's, you know and it's got these beautiful illustrations, and it, it really is just an, the, the point of it is that it allows parents to do this kind of this basic science piece, but also to tell their kid the unique story of how they came to be in the family. Um, you know, so I'll just give one example, rather than only giving, you know, cre- like, like sort of all the props to, the, to a woman who carried, who carried a child to term, which in fact, she does deserve a lot of that, um, we talk a lot about how parents are waiting and waiting and waiting for a baby to be born, mm. because that's the case for adoptive parents, right? So, I, we, you know, in working on the book, I met a lot of parents who had adopted who do all of this waiting and all of this imagining about what their family is going to be like without actually carrying a child. Um, And there's no reason why a kid who's adopted shouldn't be able to read a story about how their parents love them so much without being told, like, eh, but, you know, maybe not as much as those, like, parents that gave birth, you know, themselves. (laughs) Um, So what makes a baby just does that? It just sort of does the reproduction thing. Sex is a funny word. It's for older kids. It's for kids that are 7 to 10, and it does everything else. It doesn't do reproduction. We separate reproduction from Hmm. sex. Um, And... It kind of it covers uh, body parts, so, you know, all the words for genitals. It covers gender. There's a huge section on gender. And then touch, and it talks about, essentially it talks about consent, although it's for 7 to 10-year-olds, so I don't use that word because that's a boring adult word. Um, mm. But it talks about, um, you know, how we, how we how, what it's like to touch other people, what it's like to be touched, um, deals a little bit with sexual abuse, um, and then ends with sort of love, love and crushes. Um, uh, mm. And then the third book will be about puberty. <laughs>
0: awesome! <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet puberty! Yeah. Cannot wait for that to hit the house. <laughs> that is going to be interesting. Oh, terrible! <laughs> I need terrible. to get more doors in my house for slamming.
2: Yes. Well, my my goal is to is to write sex education books that don't lie to kids. So right. it's going to be funny to talk about puberty because the thing is puberty's horrible. Puberty's not yeah. nice. Yeah. It's terrible. And uh, <laughs> and I'm going to figure out a way to do that that doesn't make the parents not want to buy the books.
0: Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, well, that's, that's, that's just it. Yeah. I th- well, let's let's actually, that's sort of my my next question mm-hmm. is, and I'm hoping that your experience uh, in this field for so long can maybe add some insight into this besides, ick, I don't want to do it. I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, is why is this so hard for us to talk about? Why do we have such a struggle talking about this stuff with kids? Like, I even hear you say one book is about reproduction and then the next book is about, you know, everything but that. Like, that, while that makes so much sense, Mm -hmm. now that it has been said... It, there's still like this other part of me that's like I don't know. Is that unnecessary. That seems weird. Am I? Should I be? Is that the right time? Right. So, like, what is it? Is, is there just? Is it instinctive? Is it cultural?
2: What? Uh, well, I don't think it's instinctive. I mean, I think. I mean, I think. That, <laughs> I, I think the answer it's it's because we're all fucked up about sex right. personally, and when you talk to a young kid. You can't lie. I mean, you can lie, but it doesn't work. They see right through your line, right. and they ask questions that are incredibly insightful and cutting, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you both have had experience. Like, kids will say very cutting things to you, not meaning to. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: like, kids, I mean, the thing I like about writing for kids is that they have no patience for kind of identity politics, what we, what like, right. we as adults deal with, it, it's a kind of politics, but they're very interested in what is right and wrong and what is just, um, and they have no problem. I mean, until we. I mean, unfortunately, we as adults, and then schools and systems, kind of, you know, kind of beat them down. We 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 make kids sort of just like turn into kind of mush often. But um, before that, um, they will ask questions, and so it's hard because we are all. We all have some shame about sex. We all have questions. We're all confused about it. And so I think it's very natural that we have a hard time talking to our kids about it.
0: You um, know, it, it is so funny because Katie about my, my oldest child, she's six. And okay. this mm-hmm. year she started asking, like, the, the straight on, like, we've talked about it, where babies come from. And I gave her, like, a pretty generic, you know, the, your father, I mean, like, when she was five, I, I used right words. And I mm-hmm. gave her a rough explanation because what I've discovered about my children is start explaining it and then shut up. Because right, they yeah. only want a little bit of information, yep, actually. Yep, yep. Um, and if I keep going, they're gone. But then this year, we wanted more. And I said, all right, let's sit down. Are you really ready to hear it? Are you ready? Because it's going to sound crazy. <laughs> Are you ready to hear this? And she was like, yeah. So we go through the whole thing about, like, you know, your father has a penis. And I have a, I have a vagina. And in our house, this is how, you know, that we go through all of it, Fallopian tubes and, like, where right. the egg is. And it's attaching. I mean, and this is all based on my, like, because what usually happens is they ask you when you're not ready. Right. And so you're like pulling out whatever facts you have in your head and you try and get through it the best way you can mm-hmm. uh, again trying to limit what you're saying. But you're right. The reaction was, oh, yeah, that's weird, but okay. Yeah. You know yeah, what I right. mean? Like it didn't yeah. it didn't make her like she would come back a couple of weeks later and be like, so his penis Just to clarify. Just to <laughs> clarify, right? And like and she'll like then ask, you know, uh, you know, Stefan, my husband, she'll then ask him and he's like, Yep. That's it. it. And she's like, okay. And, you know, and then we talk a little bit about, like, this isn't something that your body is ready to do right now. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's – but you're right. Sometimes it's just like, yeah,
2: okay. Well, the thing is that kids have – I mean, young kids. I mean, by the age of six, I mean, and if she's a girl, I mean, she already has – unfortunately, like, already received all sorts of fucked-up like, messages about her body and about gender, not from you guys, but from the world, right? If she's paying attention, she sees advertising, she sees billboards, she hears <laughs> the radio when it's on in the car. Um, so, but the even, as as kids are even younger, they haven't, they don't know to be ashamed about sex, and they don't know right. to be ashamed about their bodies. We teach them that you, that, you know, that usually hits just before puberty, unfortunately. So they do, yeah, I mean, like, they're, they, I mean, and, and honestly, like, this stuff is all harder for parents than it is for kids, including stuff around gender. A lot of my work is about gender, yeah, and this is stuff that I find kids do not have a hard time with, uh, but well, parents do let's uh,
0: let's say you have you don't have uh, Katie Bell as your child mm-hmm. asking you prying questions about sex, right. <laughs> Over cereal. Right. Uh, if you haven't started having a conversation with your kids about any of this, yeah, whether it just be gender or whether it be the you know talking about sex, how mm-hmm. does one get started doing right. that?
2: And this is, and I want to say, like, this is actually why it's so hard for so many parents is because there there aren't many good. If if your if your job isn't sex educator or possibly stand up <laughs> comic, right. um, There aren't a lot of good openings. Why would it ever come up? So the thing I say is that you want, the first thing you you actually need to do a little work on your own, which is to, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I tell parents to sit down and write down some of the things that the word sex and sexuality means to them and make a list, right? And then think of a few things that are, that can be relevant to your kid at their, at their age, right? Cause, because starting a conversation about sex with a six-year-old by talking about intercourse makes no sense. right? Because intercourse is not the most common sexual act. And it's certainly not something that your six-year-old is going to experience for many, many years, if at all. Right. So, so for me, it's sometimes talking about friendship or love or the experience of feeling good in, in my body. Or maybe it's body parts, right? So I, you know, so one of the things that I was very aware of with my kid was, uh, and we, I do this talk about this in the second book, is you know, we, have, we have songs about body parts, like head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Um, <laughs> but there's some body parts that don't get songs. So very early on, <laughs> Very lives, true. Made up a song that includes nipples and vulva, um, um, and that's just a song that she sings and a song that we sing. It's a, it's a bath time song, um, <laughs> when you, which is really the time that you're seeing nipples and vulvas. Um, but but you know, to, as a parent, think about what it is that, that sex and sexuality mean to you, and and have that list, and and then look for opportunities. There's, there's always opportunities. Um, to talk about to talk about things like relationships or love or kissing or hugging, because you can see, like, and I will sometimes point out to her, I will like, say, oh, see, those two people are kissing. And she's 18 months, so she's not going to ask me anything do right. like that. Um, and, but, and, 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 if, and my six-year-old, I, mean, I don't have a six-year-old, but if I had a six-year-old, they might not ask about that. But I still would point it out. So it's like looking for teachable moments. But, big, you know, the big picture thing that I tell parents is to stop thinking that talking about sex just means talking about oral sex right. or intercourse or HIV, because that's how we get freaked out. And, of course, that's partly, that's part of sex education, but it's only one part.
0: Right. No, I think it's fair to just get them started talking about affection yeah. and 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 expressing that or right. seeing it. Well, you're right, because, I mean, like, one of the things that I think caught Stefan and I so off guard is, you know, uh, Katie Bell certainly sees Stefan and I show each other affection. And, but it's, I mean, it's pretty Straightforward, like hey, good night, kiss, like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But then she also sees kisses in like a Disney movie, right? And and then like one day she like comes at me like for this like incredibly romantic kiss towards me, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, like it just caught me because in her head this is like what a kiss is, right? And I'm like oh my God, you know, like every bit of like Southern Catholicism in me had to like pull back and keep my mouth shut and not like totally crush her, but at the same time be like, well, that's one way to show affection, but that's, you know, I mean, but like, it was like, whoa, like again, so much of this is like, whoa, I wasn't prepared for that.
2: Right, because, because they don't know, I mean, I mean, one of my favorite stories, and this is actually kind of common story, is, is like the kids will ask, well, so a woman, she was actually interviewing me for a show, and she said that her, I think she had a son, had said, uh, Mommy, can I smell your vagina?
0: And <laughs> I <it's> like, <laughs> well,
2: you know what, like, like, this, like, if you don't, until you know, right. there's no reason not to think, you're allowed to yeah. smell my foot, Yeah, right? we make right. a joke about a smelly feet. Right. Yeah. So, but so that's the opportunity, but then you see what you did there with Katie Bell is a sex education, by right. saying,
3: yeah.
2: well, that's right. one way of showing affection and you and you reserve that for some people right and that's i mean and that's how we talk about crushes and love in sex sex is a funny word and i think that that's actually you know one of the problems i have with so much sex education is that it is that it it draws these in, inaccurate boundaries around all relationships to mm. suggest that there's there's no Intimacy. There's no. I mean, I won't call it sexual intimacy because I think sexual intimacy is different. But you know, the way you touch. I mean, here's something that I'm that I love and surprised about about having an 18 month old is how much we touch each other's bodies. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, well, not. I shouldn't say each other's because she doesn't do it to me. But but like you're just in and on your kid all
3: the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's
2: lovely. I mean, like we. Lo- I mean, it's also so great because my kid is super duper fat. <laughs> and, and is not and is yet and has yet to experience any shame around that. And, right. you know, she's 18 months, so she might not if she doesn't if she doesn't grow up to be fat too. But but um, it's such a lovely thing because having a bunch of fat friends, I know how hard it is to be fat in the world, and it's not hard for her to be fat. In the world, right. You know? <laughs> um, anyway, so that's a. Per- I mean, you, you just gave a perfect example. There's always opportunities to talk about to talk about sexuality. Um, um, and just to look for it. And, and, and also, I mean, I think your approach is the approach, which is say a few things and then step back, right? Because your kid, your kid will follow your kid's lead. They'll let you know if they want to know more.
0: And they usually don't about everything that I try and teach them. They're just like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, did you just say that we believe in ghosts? I'm just going to walk away with that and we won't talk about anything else. Uh, And I'm going to go drop this knowledge on the playground. That's my favorite is that I know whatever I'm telling her. She's dropping on the playground, Uh, which actually I think is going to lead nicely into this because we do talk a lot about, uh, uh, you know, gender or I make my stabs at helping her understand. And we'll do the same thing with Ellis as he gets older and my son. Mm -hmm. You know, that like they're, like, she'll come home a lot with the, like, you know, boys. Girls don't play with that. It's a boys thing, right? right? right. And now she knows to stay on the playground. There's no such thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, play with whatever you want. But what one of the things that I have learned uh, very valuable to me through the show is uh, when I was teaching my daughter about this, one of the ways I was teaching her was not at the same time being very inclusive of people who were trans uh, mm-hmm. gendered. Uh, because I was just talking about. You know, uh, my comparison had been there's no such thing as a boy thing or a girl thing in terms of items. And right. I talked about penises and vaginas like that couch doesn't have a penis. That couch right. doesn't have a vagina. It's just a couch. <laughs> right. And, but luckily, right. some of our listeners reached out and said, actually, you, you weren't being very inclusive. So I want to talk a little bit about that because it was a great sure. chance for me to like, oh, OK, yeah. I, I can do that better now. Yeah. Uh, and sure. you're right. When I went home and talked to my daughter later about it, uh, she was like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally to didn't give two shits. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but what if you—let's start off with a big question that I think mm-hmm. uh, people are—culturally, we're just starting to kind of uh, get into and learn about is, uh, is what if you have a child who is—who uh, thinks they might be trans or gender mm-hmm. creative? Like, how mm-hmm. do we—what do we do as a parent?
2: Right. Well, I would say you could start by like buying them cake and celebrating. Right. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was a gender nonconforming kid um, that didn't that that, that 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 aspect of myself was not celebrated. Um, so I mean whatever. I mean what most parents do if they don't have trans folks or gender nonconforming people or queer people in their lives, most parents forget a little bit because it's so unfamiliar. Right. Um, so you can do that. So you do that. Um, <laughs> I, the, the good news is that there's never been a better time in terms of resources for parents. So there are great organizations. Um, sort of one of my favorite in the States is this thing called Trans Youth Family Allies. And I can, I can send them to you if you want to. You can put them up somewhere. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, we'll oh, link. We'll know, link. Yeah, any, yeah. any links you have, we yeah, will link. Yeah. Right.
2: So there's like great organizations that are organizations of parents. I mean, parents have really been driving, parents and their kids have really been driving a, a huge change in the last sort of 15 to 20 years. Where it used to be, if your kid was doing what they would call you know, cross-sex or cross-gender activities, behaviors, the quote-unquote treatment was to talk them out of it, basically. Right. To convince them that they're wrong and they need to, they need to follow the, the rules based on what, what their genitals are. Um, and now it's actually quite different. So there's lots of good organizations. There's lots of good blogs of parents. One of my favorite ones is um, called How to Be a Girl. Uh, it's like a mom with a trans girl daughter um, and it's not i mean she and she's no expert like she doesn't she's just she's it's not super comprehensive it's just her experience their experience um the other thing i would say is if you don't have connections to queer or trans community yourself is you to get support so like counseling and therapy is really important we usually think that it's important for the kids as a professional i would say that it's actually much more important for the parents mm. um because your kid is going to be. I mean, if your if your kid is if your kid is gender nonconforming, if your kid is is, is trans or might end up being trans, um, it's true they're going to they're going to experience all sorts of discrimination, and you're going to experience all sorts of discrimination. Right. And you don't have any good role models yet, so um, they're 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 coming up. So so for me, getting like getting counseling support with a therapist who isn't themselves going to be freaked out about this is important. Um, I'll give you, I mean, a lot of what I do, I mean, I'll give you, I'll share with you my email address and, you know, if you're a listener can always just contact me and I can always connect them to good resources near where they live. Um, but it is about connecting. It's about connecting to resources and knowing that there's nothing wrong with your kid. Also knowing that there's no way of knowing who your kid is because your kid doesn't know that yet. Right. And a psychiatrist doesn't know that yet. Um, so really, you know, the, the advice that I give, the clinical and edu- psychoeducational advice I give is as much as you can let your kid be who they are and make their options known to them. Nice. Um, so the last thing I'll say is like, and this is actually a tip for parents who, who just like want their kids to know about trans and queer and gender right. and queer youth, is make sure your kid understands that there's more than boys and girls in the world. And, again, kids aren't freaked out by this. You just, it's just a question of all of the books always talk about boys and girls. You can always, you just always slip in like, oh yeah, and then there's some kids that are, you know, neither or both. Um, and if your kid wants to know more, they're going to ask you, and then, you know, you can send them to my book, or you can read my book, and, and, and also you can send them to me, and I can suggest other resources. Um, but a lot of kids are going to be like, okay –
0: <laughs> so much of the time that it's like, all right.
2: <laughs> like, on. But the most important thing is that they know. Like, so I didn't know, I didn't know the word trans, and I didn't know about trans. I didn't know that trans was an option. Yeah. Um. You know, until I was like in my twenties. Well, I think I that's a with, and my dad was a sex therapist. And that, that's the a librarian. big
0: thing. See, I think yeah. that's like a big thing that like yeah. uh Trace and I are talking a little bit before the show. I mean, we're just we're not that off in age difference, but I'm in my forties and you,
2: and I'm I'm forty six.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm, I've been very lucky to have uh you know I've been on the arts. <laughs> I'm very lucky my whole life to have, uh, you know, uh, lots of gay and lesbian friends. It's been great. I've been very exposed to that world. However, there's a lot I haven't been exposed to. Right. And so I think for a lot of parents, there's a lot of this like, I totally have the right goals in mind. Mm-hmm. and that, But I apparently don't know all the right things to do. So that kind of leads me to the next question, which is, you know, just in general, raising your children regardless uh, of how they identify themselves, to be respectful of these, uh, of other,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, in the world. And I mean, it sounds like it's the same thing, just Using your Well resource.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, I mean, and, but this is the the fundamental sort of message in the sort of touch section of the book is I think there's one rule that if we all teach our kids and we have to follow it
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, would help, which is don't ever touch someone without asking the first time. Right. Ever doesn't matter who it is. Right. Um, um, and this is about consent, right? And it's the first time, right? Because, because it's not about you're going to ask every time. Obviously, you're not going to ask every time you want your mom to hold your hand or you want a hug or kiss from a family member. Um, that's not realistic. The way, sometimes the way we talk about consent is ridiculous because it's unrealistic, this idea that, like, you negotiate everything all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not actually how it works. But if you don't know someone and you want that toy or you want to give them a hug or whatever, ask first. Um, so, and I, so I think that that's like a big thing that we can do in terms of, in terms of, um, helping kids be a bit more respectful around gender stuff. It's tricky because we need to do it ourselves, right? So if we tell our kids to do something, we don't do it. So, so one of the things that I encourage parents to do, and it's not easy, I would say this, is stop gendering kids you don't know, right? So when you're in the playground and you're, and you see a kid over there and you, you're pretty sure it's a girl and you say you think you're trying to get your kid to go away and start playing with other kids. <laughs> go play with that little girl over there. Mm-hmm. If you don't know it's a little girl, don't do that. Go play with the kid in the orange shirt yeah. over there. Um it's 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 much harder than people think.
0: It is. I mean it really I mean, it really is. I've been busted so many times yeah. thinking I'm like high-fiving Batman at, you know, a little kid in a Batman costume. I'm like, right. all right, Batman. And the mom will be like she totally wants to be a bad girl, and I'm, I'm like, I'm a total you jerk. Sorry, but you're still also awesome as Beth. And then I, you yeah. know,
2: slowly back away, overdoing. But it's very hard. It's hard. It's hard. But, it, but the thing is, I think you. And so, the, but I guess the message I give to parents is just try, right? Don't right. feel like, of course, there's going to be some parents out there that are going to tell you you're a terrible person because you did that. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? It's hard. We're going to way to go, bad person. Like, it's hard to. It's not always easy, um, but to try. And then the other thing I will say is. Is, that it is to p- look out for all kids, right? So particularly, like, playgrounds and museums and parks, like, uh, especially around, like, but as, as young as three and four, certainly once we get to six, seven, and eight, you can see that some kids are being left out. Yeah. Um, and then you can actually see that some kids are being teased. And be a grown-up and walk in. And, just, and, like, you can just go in and say, like, oh, is everything okay? Are you okay? Or how's it going? Like, like as grown-ups, we can really uh, sort of, like, break up the kind of weird tensions that happen between kids. Who are acting stuff out that they don't really understand either. Right. Like I think a lot of the times when, when a kid, you know, like a, a boy with long hair who's now being teased is being teased, I'm not really sure that the kids that are teased know why they're teasing him. Right. They just they just know he's different and they're supposed to tease him. So I think that's the other thing is that we can, we can step in.
0: Yeah, we actually have to do this with Katie Katie Bell will come home again with these like facts like, Oh, so and so's already got boobs. Right? right. And I'll be like- I'll be like, I'll be honest. I'm not sure if she does or if it's just weight or whatever. I don't know. But, like, I'll just say to her, all right, and that's great, Katie Bell. And one of the things that, you know, our responsibility is to our friends, um, even if they're not our best friends, is to say, that's great. So if you hear one of your other friends saying, I can't believe so-and-so's got a boob, you would be like, I don't know, seems pretty cool to me, right? Right. (laughs) Like, you've got to work on standing up for everybody, regardless of what they look like. But I know how hard that can be then for the kids. But you're right. As parents, we've got to kind of step in and be like, well, what is wrong with that? Can right. you, can you? Yeah.
2: And I think that the added message to give to the kid is, I know it's hard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, certainly I had this experience of, of being told all of these, you know, I grew up in this like typical kind of liberal middle class white household right. where I was told to do all the right things. But I had no clue how. Yeah. And no one pointed out that it was difficult. It right. is hard. Stand up for yeah. yourself. Stand up for other kids. It's like, I was afraid. Well, right. Yeah. So, so to make it clear that, like, the, the, the thing we do is we try, and we don't always succeed. Um, but trying matters.
0: Well, Corey. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that, that I like that, too. And that's also why Katie Bell will be able to... Kill somebody with her bare hands thanks to karate. <laughs> um, Good Lord. Yeah, okay. I know, uh, we, we, all, we all bring our baggage to the table, Corey. Right. Uh, <laughs> and it plays out in our children. Um, Corey, thank you so much for joining us. This was great. And the books really are so needed and so helpful. And. I really like the idea of even if all of it sounds super overwhelming, the Mm -hmm. simple idea of just sit down by yourself or with your partner and writing these things out Mm -hmm. and realizing like what's good to start with or what you may not need to jump right to and just even identifying the words so that when these things spring up upon you mm-hmm. and they will you're ready a little bit more ready yeah. so we'll everybody up to that as well as to the resources you've talked about thank you so much for joining us yeah, thank my you. pleasure thank, thanks for having me okay bye-bye bye bye you make me
3: sing ooh, la 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 you make a girl go
5: Shooting,
0: start that was awesome. Yeah. That was great. It was so great. It really does, like, make you go, oh, why do we make this so hard? I know. You know, because, you, Let's again. let stop
1: making it hard.
0: Please, God, stop making Let's it stop hard. Let's stop making it hard. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we should be, like, doing it so much that our kids are like, we're good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. I'm good on it right now. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> got it. Thanks for making this weird all the time, Mom. <laughs> I, even, I got it, but I don't want it. That's good. You know, like, it is. I am constantly amazed at talking to Katie Bell about any of this, uh-huh. how much she's like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, so not a big deal. But the facts then play out in her head. And I'm just going to give one more example of, like, mm. recently, you know, we play a lot of games. We're, like, enjoy a little competition in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while, she was doing this high-fiving me and being like, girls, rule. And, like, Steph and I kind of watched it. And we didn't say anything right away or whatever. And we're playing... She didn't do it a lot, just occasionally. But, like, literally this weekend at dinner, uh, she wins the -hmm. game. And she says, you know how I used to say girls rule and kind of high five? I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. And I was like, and Steph and I were like, you know, trying to be totally like, we're not the best parents. We're all right. We're like, oh, why? Well, I'm not sure if I was playing with, if a boy was playing with us, if that would make him feel good. Uh And we were like, That is very good. Very thoughtful. We were, like, very thoughtful. That was very empathetic. She's like, I know what empathetic means because we've been watching (laughs) empathetic Daniel Tiger episodes over and over. But it just goes but, like, what it did for me was it was like, okay, pressure off. As long as I'm just setting examples and we're constantly talking about these things with consistency, Mm -hmm. they're going to sort it out. They're going to catch on what's right and what's not right. Mm -hmm. So I just thought the books are great. (laughs) Drawings are amazing. Highly recommend it. It's awesome. Yay. Speaking of things that are awesome and highly recommended, it is enjoyable to listen to a parent have a total shit show breakdown. Oh, yeah, it is. On the show. It's the great equalizer, guys. (laughs) So let's listen to a little mom have a breakdown.
5: Hi, guys. I have a
4: rant. This is a pregnancy rant. (laughs) So... I'm currently <laughs> pregnant with my third child and I have been sick for like three months. Right. And I have this terrible cough that's left over from this horrible sickness. And I just had to turn around after driving 20 minutes out to my brother's house, drop my kids and my, and my husband off and turn around and come home because I couldn't stop coughing in the car. And I completely and totally peed myself like everywhere, like yeah. all over the place just everywhere and i just don't even it's hilarious but like what the hell <laughs> so anyway i just thought <laughs> i would call and rant about that for a moment and share it with you guys so i love your
0: show i'll talk to you soon. bye oh man the it, it, Is the the worst. It is the worst. It's so unfair. It is literally unfair that your body just you just zero control. Talk about control. Talk about yeah. If if a pregnant uh, person just starts screaming no 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 at you all the time every time you try and do anything in their house, it could be control issues. Yeah, but like that is. The peeing? Yeah. No one talks about the peeing. Nobody talks no about no one it. there was no chapter in what to expect when you're expecting. It's never on the monthly feed from yeah. Baby Center that says You might be peeing yourself. You might cough so hard that you you just piss yourself. And you're gonna have to deal with that somehow. And if you're like our mom fail person, it's not like you're just carrying around extra underpants or pants with right. you everywhere you go. Right. You are doing an amazing Job. Yeah, you are. And that does not define you. Do no. you understand? No. That cough, that does not define you. No. You've got this. You are amazing. Yeah, you're amazing. You are amazing. You're growing a third human. Uh, that's right. Just in your body. In your body. Yeah. Right? Good job. Good job. Teresa. Yes. We learned a lot today. Yeah, we did. This is kind of an epic episode. Yeah. Extra long, epic episode yeah. of One Bad Mother. We have learned... That are, first off, that we love you guys. Yeah. Our donors are amazing. Yeah. And our listeners are amazing. And our community is amazing. And we are so glad to be a part of it with you. Yeah. You guys are the greatest. Thank you so much. Two, this has some control issues. <laughs> and I'm taking them out on my children in the form of stifling their creativity <laughs> and ability to grow as human beings. Aww. and I need, to, I, need to, I need to possibly rein it back in. <laughs> Just a little. I think you're doing a really good job. Thank you. I appreciate you letting me sort it out today. <laughs> and we also learned that talking to kids about all this stuff, uh, sex and gender and body parts and all that, not only is it really important, it doesn't have to be as hard uh, as we make it out to be. Yeah. You're not doing this in front of our audience, guys. It's just you and your kids. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. This is like no one's listening This is like the perfect opportunity that your parents aren't listening. No one's there to judge you. Get the facts. Get some good information. There are resources out there to help you start these conversations and to keep it simple. And you can do this. And you're doing a great job even thinking about it. Yeah.
1: And I I really like Corey's point that. It is hard. Yeah. And that just trying is really important. Like we talk about that with so many other things, but for some weird reason there's this weird pressure around sex mm-hmm. that we do it correctly and yeah. perfectly and that I think stifles these conversations from being regular and natural and just letting allowing ourselves to let these things be normal things that we talk about on a regular basis because right. we you know we're so laden with fear that it has to be perfect and it doesn't have to be perfect it won't be perfect right it is really hard but we're trying and that's yeah. that's really good
0: Yeah, and you can't—I mean, it's like everything else— if you kind of screw it up, you can always go back and add to it. You yeah. know what I mean? And go back. Yeah. So it, it's... It's not like you're never going to see your kid again after you have this conversation <laughs> with them. Despite yelling no at them 24 hours this a day, they keep coming back. So it's almost like learn how to use like utensils and stuff. Yeah. And feeding them a pouch doesn't mean they're going to eat out of a pouch the rest of their life, right. guys. They're exactly. going to use well, silverware. Well, all right, except your children, thorn. right? Yeah. <laughs> hot dogs and pouches. Can I get this hot dog out of this pouch? Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's, you're going to, lots of opportunities. Right, exactly. Lots of opportunities. Um, We also have a couple of meetup announcements. Oh, cool. To share. All right. Spreading the love. Join in. <laughs> I don't know, that's not the lyrics. All right, the first one, guys. Uh Saturday, April 9th, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. for people in Long Island, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Senator spino memorial park one bad parents are uniting for some fun at the playground sarah and robin are hosting and will be by the picnic tables with balloons and wearing one bad mother shirts you can find out more at the one bad mother long island facebook page also the dc one bad mother group uh, is organizing a meetup on april 9th it's going to be at the livingston park uh, in Chevy Chase on the D.C. side, look for balloons and One Bad Mother shirts. You're going to need to check out the One Bad Mother D.C. subgroup to find out about timing. But all that's online. So that's great. Get together. Yeah, do it. Talk about sex with each other. <laughs> what a great way to pass the time in the middle of a children's playground. Nothing weird about that. And everybody... You're doing a really great job. Yeah. Teresa, you yes. are doing a very good job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. We're going to talk to you guys next week. Bye.
5: Bye. I got to load down my
2: momo blues. I got to load down my momo blues. Got to load down my momo blues. Load down my blues got down Blue, low down mama Blues, you know that
0: right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis our engineer, our husbands Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course you our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to maximumfun.org.
1: One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate.
0: Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, daddy, baby, buzzer,
5: I got old, down mama blue.